Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 88 of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. Hello, my dear friend, Mr. Bat. Hello, Mr. Prince. You're in the studio today, right? Um, I'm in an office room. It might be a little bit reverby here. It's a bigger one, but yes, I'm at the station. That's cool. Man, I haven't, I, like, I went there, I went to the station, I want to say last week, because everything feels like a, a, million, <laughs> a million years uh, of blurred, right, blurred stuff right now. But um, I went last week and it was the first time in a very, very long time that I went there without the purpose of doing this show or seeing you. That's crazy. I, I did um, a little live switching, a little video uh, live editing sort of thing for this other podcast from the network. And I almost felt like I'm cheating on the artsy fans. <laughs> I hope you can forgive me. Like, I can definitely forgive you and I hope our listeners as well. <laughs> oh, buddy. So, how are you? What's What's been going on? We We haven't really had a proper show in two weeks. Is it like an because I, I I lost my my feeling for for time as well. Well, we had we missed uh, two weeks ago because we well I I did a little update and we replayed um, Actually, Anna Pascabalta's yeah. episode, and That's then right. and then last week's show, which I'm I'm more than comfortable talking about, so it's up to you. It's um was a solo episode, which was a little like a little fuzzy a little repetitive a little heavy it was like 30 <laughs> minutes of just drawn out complaints but and it wasn't near as funny as the previous solo episodes <laughs> it was pretty heavy-handed um but then yeah finally it's just it's been a, a little while since we had a standard conversation That's true. Yeah, like um, on my side, it's been mostly work, and I got a lot, lot, lot of work right now because, um, like, besides my job here, I do like two <laughs> extra jobs at the moment. Um, That's so insane. But yeah, but I, I really enjoy them, and um, it's a lot of a lot of TV productions. I I really enjoy being part of, and it's good money as well, and so. Are yeah, you pretty, able? To, pretty, yeah, I was gonna say, are you able to talk about what the other jobs are? Because I I don't know all the details. I think, like, um, what I started this fall. I don't know if we we talked about this. Um, I started this fall at uh, Magenta Sport. Or That's so Mag cool. Magenta Sport in in Germany, um, and working for the the broadcastings of the National Women's Soccer League. Um, which is a pretty cool thing because um, there is like you probably hmm, could compare to to sports like basketball or football, but yeah, but with basketball they they're doing the right things, but like there's this huge gap between women's sports and men's sports, yeah. like regarding attention, money, etc., professionalism, um, and it's the first season that um, every. Like, that's crazy to think about because soccer games are, like, you can watch a soccer game every night if you want to, like men's soccer. But this year wow. is the first time that um, every single league game of the women's league is broadcasted. Like, until this year, that wasn't even the case. Um, well, that's crazy that that was never, that was, that never happened until 2021? Yes. <laughs> is it just a sexist thing or was there a different reason? Mm, 
I would say it's just a sexist thing, but like just a sexist mm, thing. <laughs> but like a, I would say like a um, collective form of sexism, like within within society and. Um, yeah, a lot of not, stigma. Not to be not to be confused with collective sexism. That's when there's a large <laughs> group of people that you find attractive. Ooh, you're you're coming in hot today. I'm re- um, I missed you, man. <laughs> no, but what I want to say is, um, yeah, like it is super fucked up if you ask me that it's only by now that they start this. But it is pretty cool to be part of these kind of productions and because it feels like a like a fresh start and like in in, in man soccer there are so many things that really annoy me and a lot of people like where it has gone um money wise and what that means for clubs and players and fans etc yeah and it feels so 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 fresh and um how do you say um innocent like what is happening on on the women's side because it's like and um I don't want to make them smaller than they are or anything, but it, it feels like, hey, like we got this league, we got these 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 clubs and players that have been underappreciated for decades. Yeah. And now we are at the point where um like the German Football Association, etc., realize, oh, we're really behind what should be there and see that for example, in, in France or in England, like women's soccer is already they're also late. Everyone's late on this, but um they're mm-hmm. this is is already a bigger thing and there's more money in it and it's getting more and more professional. Yeah. Um and now it feels like there is finally the will to to do something about that and one step is starting to to broadcast every game and I'm part of that and so that's pretty fun. And the second that's so thing so cool man that's like making history. Yeah, it sometimes feels a little bit like it and um like you know Tony my girlfriend um she is also a commentator for that now and is the first female commentator at at this station and um in that that's league so cool and so yeah that's something something pretty cool and it's and it's um a fun job and um the second thing i do is something i i did before but i didn't work there for like since the pandemic began um is for pro Sieben. damn um, rolling in the networks <laughs> and that's so cool um yeah, it's it's like I'm I'm making a, a few a few clips and, and 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 films for their for their um shows that they have about all kinds of action sports like stuff like X Games etc. Wait, um, you're e- you're editing their X Game segments? Yeah, yeah, that's part of what I do. Yeah, dude, this is. This is wild because I mean this is the kind of thing where where you're at where you're at now and where you're like clearly headed in your career. I'm really curious if you're going to have time to continue artsy fartsying, you know, <laughs> in the next few years because I mean, we've already done this for is it almost it's been over a year. It's almost 2 years, I guess. Um next year's 2 years and it, I thought it was more. It doesn't matter. It, we've done it for a long time, and it seems like every few months that we reconvene about like what we're doing and what's going on, your career has like seven new things around it, and everyone that's around you or, or is connected to you and somehow is always like, "Oh yeah, Mo's really busy. Mo's crazy busy. Oh yeah." I mean, I even talked to our our kind of boss, or I mean, at least my boss over at, at M ninety four point five, 
and uh, about this um, little live switching job that I did last week. And I was like, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, something about Mo. He's so busy. And he was like, yeah, he has to be very busy. <laughs> and it's it's crazy. It's like it's like the it's like the mentality around the station, or at least around this industry. If people know you, it's like, oh yeah, Mo. Oh, he's crazy busy, and he's also crazy. <laughs> crazy like, for crazy for wanting to be so busy. <laughs> like I I I can confirm that I, I'm uh, crazy in many ways, but um, yeah. Um, to to answer your first questions, like I really hope and I I will do my best to 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 continue this as long as 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 possible because the thing for me is like and I'm in a super privileged situation right now as long as I'm here at the station, um, because I can do a recording like this during the daytime, during my work time, which is. <laughs> Amazing. A crazy thing, um, yeah. and that will not always be the case. But um, like the the thing we do here, like has developed into something for me, like that I really enjoy doing and see as 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 free time basically. Yeah. Um, and and that's something super cool. And yeah, and um, yeah, I'm I am busy at at times, but like <laughs> everything's okay. And I'm like the the thing is like. I choose the things that make me busy, so it's not something that that stresses me out too much. Right, you're doing what you enjoy doing. You're choosing to do it, so you're not you're not forced into any sort any of these jobs. Right. Yeah, and uh, but I, I could say, say the same about you. Like you, you got like like three new jobs right now, and two kids. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> That's true. It is. It is a lot more. It is a lot more in general. Maybe it's just this, like, you know, this post, I mean, I don't want to say post pandemic because we're still very much in a fourth wave now in Germany, which is another whole story. But um, almost this sort of post 2020 feeling that everybody has, at least in, in creative fields like ours, where we were so stunted and shunned inside from the inability to do anything that we normally do. We, you know, we've talked about it before, but, you know, no concerts and no sort of entertainment with and for and around other people. So it drove people like you and me, I, I assume, into being able to pull more and more from what we can do from inside the office alone or from home. No. You know, like, like video editing or um, audio recording, audio mixing, post-production... These kinds of things you can do by yourself, and if you have the equipment, you can do it anywhere. If you have the, you know, the software and the 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 space to store all the footage and, and stuff. But I think that's probably the case for a lot of people in our world. Like I I I I had this feeling towards mid twenty twenty. You know, I had just left that school job, and I had absolutely no prospect or. I mean, I had desire, but I had no, nothing on the table that could say um, that there's a likely little piece of income headed my way at all. I had no idea that anything could happen. And I think having conversations here at the house about what's um, needed for the next year and what's actually possible, and mm-hmm. like we've had, and and the conversations that we've had before about me kind of. This is pun intended heavily, but like facing the music kind of and saying like maybe being just a musician isn't going to be the only job I can do. And so I think facing that harsh truth, um, digesting it, being in a position of desperation, 
I think in my case, that's what pushed me into getting what I'm very thankful for is a handful of new jobs that, that, that have kind of all finally come into fruition in the last month or two. And hopefully they all keep rolling like, you know, the radio show. And then now I have this sort of cooperation with 94.5 and then this uh, Toman thing, which starts this week. And yeah, I'm doing this, this, uh, you know, this music for this TV show thing. And so all of it together is like really lucky, really cool. And I'm definitely not taking it for granted, but I have the feeling that's that's almost the same thing that probably happened to a lot of people, including yourself, how your drive and, and desire to do something more important, maybe not more important. I don't know how you, how you compare your jobs, maybe more fun and just different in some way. And I, yeah, I can probably, I can imagine that probably a lot of people who do versions of, or the same thing that we do had a similar feeling. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, like I, I, I'm at the point where I really have to be disciplined and, um, like what we do here is a, is a little bit something else. Um, but I really have to be disciplined and focused to, I feel like to, um, to still deliver in my job when we talk about things like this, because I do other podcasts as well. And I'm I'm in a in a in a I feel like I'm in a phase right now where I I feel like yeah for the for the last two years all I did was <laughs> staring at screens and bubbling something into microphones and yeah. um, <laughs> until the point where I I didn't even um, see a sense in that anymore and felt like yeah it's and I, and I felt in in recordings um and other recordings that I that I zoned out and it's it's just like I, I couldn't I couldn't focus anymore and was just and th- yeah. that's something that scared me because I feel like as a as a host etc I have learned so much over the the last three or four years and become better and better that it scares yeah. me that I realized I'm quotation marks so good at just <laughs> talking about whatever that right. I lose the focus on why am I talking about what and am I right. listening to to to, to right. the other people in the conversation, etc.? Um, yeah, the difference between just talking and conversing. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And um, yeah, but still, like, yeah, we talked about this so much through the pandemic. Um, I feel like super privileged and could um, and was able to to pull a lot out of this situation to. Um, like to create something new and find new perspectives, et cetera, um, yeah. for what I am doing and what my, my job field in general, in general means, et cetera. Um, but like, I've really, really, um, because I, I was, I was reminiscing about like when this whole thing started and when the pandemic kind of started, M94.5 had to be shut down completely. No one could be here. So there was no on-air shows, etc. Like so the, the, the radio program was only music, and all the the the, the content that we, we that we put out was podcasts. And I was sitting there in Oberstdorf for like two months, like yeah, I'm ready. Like give me everything. Um, <laughs> like we're in a special situation right now. Let's do this. Um, and right. I was like, it, it, it's like the standard like Zoom blues, probably people that go to Zoom university and, and have like four semesters of only Zoom classes by now yeah, yeah. must have even more, but it's like, oof. <laughs> Man, I can't imagine being a teenager who's like junior and senior year 
were all over Zoom. That was that must must have been horrible. I mean, and, no. and imagine trying to pay attention. Like, and it's hard enough for me. It was hard enough to pay attention in a real classroom. Like, I I think mm. I think I genuinely. And I've talked about this before with a, with a few close people, but I, I genuinely genuinely believe that I have a, like a certain level of some kind of attention deficit. I don't know if mm. that's just like a deficit in my ability to stay attentive, or if it's a sort of level of hyperactivity or whatever. But I felt that for so many years, and I think it's getting worse. And I thought about how really difficult it was for me to uh, stay focused in high school. And I wonder if that would have been something that I could have maybe helped myself with. But if I would have had to have done that over Zoom, dude, dude, with self, with a, with, a, with an iPhone in my hand, with TikTok existing, <laughs> give me a break, man. I never. Here's the thing: like I was, I, I'm, I'm so impressed and, and so proud of my my little sister. By the way, um, greetings because I know she's she's listening every week because she's in in Ireland right now for oh. about a year to do au pair. Um, well, hello, Ms. Batshida. <laughs> um, and like she had her, her, her whole senior year of high school was like only or mostly web-based, etc. And her That's A-levels and, and all that shit. And I was like, dude, I would have definitely, um, <laughs> like I messed up my academical career later, but I would, <laughs> if, <laughs> if it would have been the pandemic, it would have happened there. My God, I'm I'm impressed too. I'm impressed too. And she, she did okay with her with her grades and results and stuff. Dude, nailed it. She she, she nailed it. Like 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 she, she went off. She 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 was so I don't know. Like I was like she had more 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 will and drive to to perform quotation marks um in in in, in school than I ever had besides Dude, any pandemic or anything. There's something about, the, like, first off, kudos to you. Um, and and I, I think there's something, maybe it's just her. Well, first off, maybe it's the Batshiders because you guys are ridiculously smart and clever. And then maybe it's also this generation that she's in. She's Gen Z technically, right? She's born in 02. So I think yeah, I think I, guess. I think so. What comes after the Z, by the way? Have um, let's see. They've listed that before. What I'm doing it with one hand because I'm doing using my mic from home. <laughs> what comes after? Oh, it's already, it's it was one of the most popular questions. Uh, Generation Alpha or Gen Alpha for short is the demographic cohort succeeding Gen Z, named after the first letter of the Greek alphabet. Okay, so. Yeah, Gen Alpha is after Gen Z. I think she's technically Gen Z. Okay. Um, but there's something about Gen Z that gives me, um, in a strange way, a lot of hope. <laughs> because Gen Z are, is, a, is a group of people that have been raised in a world that never understood, like never, <laughs> it's hard to explain this, but they're growing up in a world that never didn't have a internet or tablet or touchscreen or you know, like by the time if she's born in O two, then by the time she could register that stuff, like eight or nine years old, you know, it's twenty ten. There's like the iPhone four or something like that. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. twenty twenty ten. I was in college and I had an iPhone, so it's like she 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 knows what that world is, or she knew she's known what that world is since she was very little. And there's like this this sort of I call it like the Billie Eilish. Gen- generation like this Billie Eilish generation 
is something that's so impressive to me because they, they've been born in that world, which I think if millennials had been, or someone like me had been born with that from the very beginning, I don't know that I would have been able to use it for good. Like they seem so smart and so connected to the greater world and so in, engaged, at least, you know, on mass, like in general, no engaged with solving uh, like world issues, like the climate crisis, for example, like the, the Greta Thunberg no. uh, kids, kids of the world. It's so impressive to see that. I don't know that I wouldn't have just, you know, like found some addiction to like e-bombs world or, um, you know, tried to make a YouTube channel of like doing Pratt falls and fart jokes like I don't know how like <laughs> it's so impressive that they don't just fuck it all up is what I'm trying to say yeah that's the that's the real thing and um, like I, I partly agree with you because um, like Gen Z also gives me a lot of hope yeah um, but also I feel like and this might sound weird like I feel a little bit kind of jealous because I feel like I yeah <laughs> I miss this movement if you want to call it so like by by Two or three years, probably like this, this, this generation or, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and still like in a like it's, I'm still not that far away, and I I can understand a lot of what 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 is going on and um, what this generation feels because I'm not so um, far away from it. But like I feel like um, I'd say rather our generation is more like depressed with all the shit that's going on. And Gen Z is so right. like, um, has, has to, well, okay, we're going to solve this. Like, like all, all, all the political issues and all the, 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 all, all things that are so horrible that happen every day, like really at times tend to, 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 to make me crazy. And then yeah. I look at people like my sister and they're rather like, yeah, this is super bad, but we're going to mm-hmm. do something about it now. And yeah, that's it. It's just the energy, like the go get it. Yeah. And it's like this 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 generational gap between pessimism and optimism, I feel a, a, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, that's so true. What you were born in ninety eight. What year? Ninety-eight. Oh, you know what? You gotta be kidding me, but you're Gen Z, technically. Yeah. Ninety-eight. I thought you were ninety four. Five or ninety six. That's right. So I just saw this here. Um, I mean, the website is jasondorsey.com. I don't know if that's valid. <laughs> I don't know if he studies Shout generations. <laughs> it just pop, it was the first thing that popped up. Like, there's research. Anyway, it says um, millennials, also known as Gen Y, Echo Boomers, and Digital Natives. Which give me a break. Digital Natives is a very cool band name. Um, were born approximately between seventy seven and ninety five. But here's an interesting thing about our friend Tim, who just turned 42. Uh, if you're born between 77 and 1980, like in that three-ish, I'm, I'm guessing they're, they're approximating here, like three or four years, then you're what they call a cusper, like Casper with a U, which means you can have characteristics of both millennial and Gen X, which I think is why the friends of mine who are 40 to 43, I have like four friends in that age group, why I, I feel that they're so, so, so much more mature than I am. And they're not that much older. Like my age jump on you is the same that like Mark, for example, has on me. Yeah. And Mark is definitely a cusper. He has this older, 
wiser, calmer, sort of like logistical, yes, sort of way of handling things. And even though my other friends who are in their close to 40 or around 40 can be sillier, they still seem more like, like, yeah, of course, Jordan, this is how the system works and blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of how my brother is too. And just feels like there's this sort of, I don't know, this thing that I missed being born right in the fart of 90. Um, but Gen Z apparently is 97 to 2012. So you and your sister both are technically Gen Z. Okay. But I know what you mean. Like still something about that past the, like when the, when the 90s left, like that 2000 birth and up, that's the, the thing that's so different. There must be some study on that because I, of course I can see it too that your sister is part of this like Billie Eilish group that's doing this proactiveness that we're talking yeah. about. And you feel like you're closer to my group, which feels fucked by it all. Yeah. <laughs> and, and angry by it all. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't want to want to make myself older or younger or whatever. And it's, it's all subjective. You, I, I, anyway, I don't, I don't g- give too much about these, like these, these generation descriptions, et cetera, because no. like it's, it's with some gaps, it seems like a little bit ridiculous because it's just a matter of a few years the difference right. I, I see between me and like my little sister, et cetera, is like, like you said, like certain things that have been, been going on. Like, um, when I was a teenager, when I was about, I don't know, 14 or 15, like the first two or three people I knew also might just have been my bubble. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. we're using WhatsApp, etc. And one guy who was a, f- a photography nerd used Instagram. Mm-hmm. And now yes, these yeah. these platforms are so huge and so ridiculously powerful. Yeah. Like when she came in that age, like four years later, it was already normal to be there and to um, to have your life basically happen there, etc. Yeah, her Instagram was my MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it was like the thing that you just had. You just had it and you just looked at it all day, every day. And then Facebook was this weird new thing, which was probably uh, Instagram for a lot of people. And now I'm really curious what's going to come after TikTok, to be honest, because I feel like TikTok has has either cursed us or blessed us in a way, because I feel like it's the all-time pinnacle of a social media app. Like the algorithm is like studied at universities it's 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 so incredible what they know what to show you and they calculate how long you look at something and if you press the like or if you look at the comments or if you look at the channel what you save what kind of content you make what hashtags you use and it also pretty like pretty uh, organically and and regularly pushes smaller channels up and around to give them exposure to people who might want to follow them and stuff. And the the growth is really nice on there. And it's just so engaging and addictive. And I'm very curious how they, how they plan to follow something. Like, you know, it was like MySpace, then it was Facebook, then it was Instagram, now it's TikTok. I don't see something being pitched that's supposed to come after this. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Like, but here's the thing. Until last year... Like, yeah, until the beginning of the pandemic, when I um, started to use TikTok for a, for a short period of time, I wouldn't even have believed that this could happen because I felt like, 
okay, this is nothing new. Like there has to been this, this thing like a wine and musically, et cetera, a few years before yeah. and has not been a huge success. And I was like, okay, what are they going to do? Um, and, and why, why are, is everyone talking about this? What, what, sh what is new about that? And why should that work? And it turns out it, it like, it, it must be the algorithm because all the yeah. technical features, et cetera, is, is nothing new basically. Um, like there are a few like tiny tricks that make it better than other apps, but that has also happened before. Like, like having video in, in a nine to 60 format so yeah. that you don't even have to, 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 to flip your phone anymore and stuff, stuff like that. These mm -hmm. tiny kind of tricks. And of course the algorithm and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm super curious what, what is still to come and who's going to do it because you know, the, the, bad thing probably about TikTok is still like, it's a, it's in some way, uh, an instrument of like of the, 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 the Chinese regime. <laughs> right. Like yeah. one, one downside of it. Um, sure. and I'm super interested if there, if there will be some company besides Facebook that, um, will ever be able to, um, to, to surpass that and to, to create something because I, I've um, listened to a few very interesting panels about these fields when I was at um, this media expo, like two weeks ago, Medientage in München, um, mm -hmm. I had to work there and there were a few experts talking about, because there were a lot of panels about like the power and influence and of, of like the, the, the GAFAs, Google, Apple, Facebook, Amazon, um, And what could pr probably ever, like, in quotation mark, kill them or are there critical points, etc. And the thing is, um, Facebook always has to grow. Like, the moment they stop growing, yeah, they're losing. Um, right. And so the one thing that could, that could end the Facebook era would be another platform that surpasses them and has faster growth and pulls people from Facebook. That's why as soon as TikTok was a thing, Instagram started reels. That's why they bought Instagram yeah. and WhatsApp, et cetera. Exactly. Um, and like, I would be super interested and I think it could be super cool. And there have been a lot of, um, yeah, like companies trying something like a few years ago, there was something around called Vero or Vero. I think, let me look. That, I think I have that app. That um, promised to be a, an alternative and they're always Vero. yeah v-e-r-o i have that uh, coming up and and no nobody makes it because everything everything is happening through facebook and the interesting question for me is like like this kind of this kind of star wars story like um <laughs> like this the, the facebook facebook is this huge empire now Yeah, and will there ever be a small group of of rebels that like trick the empire against this sheer power to to surpass that? That's that's a, a drastic picture, probably. But like, I don't see. No, but it's good. It's accurate. I don't see that soon. That there is someone with an idea for a platform that is a that a has the potential to surpass Facebook because of its algorithm or. Um, functions or how it makes people addicted or whatever. Um, right. Plus, has the the human will, the the legal and financial power to withstand Facebook, to not be bought by Facebook or to be or to have Facebook in the shortest of time like 
create a similar product that makes them obsolete, etc. Well, see, that's what I was going to ask you is if you thought in a few years' time, if Meta now, called Meta, will try to purchase TikTok. Or is it already, is it news that they already tried, you think? I, I, I don't know. Mm, no. Like, as far as I know, they could not do it because of China, basically. Because it's Chinese, yeah. And that's why they, that's why they, um, like, they started Reels. Like, that's what they did with Snapchat be, be, before. And that's what, that's what I found interesting because Snapchat and a lot of, I realized also with, with people that are younger than us, Snapchat is still a thing. And in some European countries, it's still, like, I've been, I've been to, to, the last time I've been to France, I, I realized the, the southern France, like all of these people probably like, yeah, my sister's age, like a few years younger than I am, like are mostly chatting, etc. over over Snapchat. And Snapchat is interesting because yeah. they, they refuse to be bought by Facebook. And that's why Facebook developed the Instagram story. Because that's, now that's the, interesting. That was the feature that, 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 that Snapchat had and that made them unique. So Facebook found ways to kind of copy it and um, to have people post stories rather on Instagram than on Snapchat. And that's, and they couldn't buy TikTok. And so they, they built that, that reels tool. Right. Right. And I do know a lot of people that uh, refuse to download TikTok, but just watch the regurgitated reels only. And they really strict by it. Mm. Like, this is all I want to do. I don't want to get TikToks. But it's, it's the same thing. I mean, they're just watching TikTok videos I mean, yeah. I repost my TikTok videos That's on Reels, thing. you know? And I also feel like they have they have not done a too bad of a job by coping the, the algorithm because I think what really is crazy about TikTok is like how fast you can grow as an account. Like that's something you experience Total. yourself. Ab I still do, absolutely. And the funny absolutely. thing is like your TikTok like went through the roof well, and then for you me, <laughs> you just you just just started reposting um, these these videos you do on Instagram, and also there, like your your followers went up, the views, etc. Yeah, yeah. And then those channels, yeah, that's true. It's weird. I think like TikTok is so good how it exposes you to the group that you want to see your videos, and if you do something that's that works and you stick to it, then I think that algorithm will in a sense, keep working for you. And then there's also little games you have to play, like, okay, do you, are you going to go live? You know, are you going to stitch another video? Like, all these, do all these little games you kind of play to see how you can not rig the system, but just play the game the best way you can. And then Facebook looks at that and says, okay, we have to build up our attention to our reels. So when people share their TikTok videos over to us, we're going to push them really hard in the Explore channel. And that was what happened with me. Like now my Instagram uh, the followers slowed down a lot because they boosted it so much in the first two, two months or something that I was posting these videos and I got all these nice new followers and stuff, but then it slowed down a lot. Now it's, now it's far more regular, like even almost even to before I started posting them, but it's at a different level. Uh, on the other hand, TikTok, I keep doing versions of the same thing because it works and every day there is anywhere between like five or a hundred even new followers. It's just this regular influx of people because this algorithm pushes you if if people like what you do and you keep doing the same thing. It's weird. It's 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 a system I don't understand, and I don't know that Facebook or Meta can really emulate that. 
Yeah. Or they try to. I don't know. Maybe they can do it. They, but they also encourage you to, to spend ads and promote promote your content, which fools a lot of people, me included in the past, to no. spending money to Facebook to try and get people to like or see your content. And it just gets buried into the ether of the other billion things people are posting every second. And they just get, you know, some bots from India to like it. And you spent mm. whatever, tw- 20 bucks to, to, to do nothing ostensibly. Yeah. And to, it's crazy. To just have Facebook uh, 20 extra bucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You just, you, basically you just paid to have your Facebook account that month. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. so silly. That's, that's basically what what it is. And yeah. Um, like, but I'm curious about that metaverse too, what that's going to do or not do. No, but what what I find interesting is like like two things, and I think like the last time I checked your account, you could also see that there that, that it's still a thing, and it has been a thing also before TikTok on YouTube, on Instagram and Facebook, etc. That like um people follow you for a, for a certain reason, and they are not interested in the things you do besides that. Um, exactly. Yes. And like I experienced it myself. Like I, f- I followed uh, a lot of people for what they did. I don't know. Um, I, don't, I followed this one guy who basically did what you are about to do for Toman, like checking crazy new guitar gear or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then at one point he started posting about his his um, his vacation with his girlfriend and whatsoever. And I was unfollowing him because I was like, like I'm not here to see this. <laughs> I just want to have you sit in front of your camera and play a crazy guitar. Stratocaster through this crazy new pedal. That's what. Yeah. That's why I'm here. <laughs> um, and the other thing that's that what I we find, came here for. <laughs> the other thing I've, that I find um, pretty interesting about changes in that in this crazy economical field and um, of social media is what TikTok does because. I don't know how it is with you, but that's something I I saw on myself when I was on TikTok, because you have these two feeds, like you have this one feed, like you have on Instagram with the people you follow, etc., and you have mm-hmm. this for you page. Right. Do you ever go to your quotation mark normal feed where you just see the people you follow? Because I never get yeah. off the for you page. It's just video after video after video. Mm. Well, when you, um, yeah, so for you exactly is the the main explore page that they try to pitch new new uh, creators to you constantly. And when I take time on my following list, so what, an interesting thing that they chose to do is when you post content, let's say you've done a video, you've done your editing, you're ready to go, you do your little caption, you choose your little cover image, and you click... Um, you want to post it immediately to your page. So you just click, okay, send out. What it will do is is minimize this little loading screen to the top left corner of your phone. So you see this little like 25%, 35%, 40%. And the video that plays while you wait is video from your following list. So if you scan through your following, if you scan through videos while your video is uploading, it's only on your following list mm-hmm. unless you just actively switch over to the For You. Okay. And, and sometimes when I'm uploading things, because if I can, if I, if I have time these days, I'll do like maybe three videos in a day. Like one where I take a sound that I like and make a joke out of it or an, and like a new German word expression video and 
you know, duetting someone else's. Like, I'll try and get it all in a little bit and then save them. And every time that I post one to my, like, private page to to make public later, um, I, I end up watching the following page. And I can get lost in there. It's just that I, I, oh, I think I, let me see my page. I follow 130 people. So not a whole lot. And I realize sometimes I'll forget it's just that. And I'm scanning through and realizing I just saw the same guy's videos, like the same channel, like five times. How is that possible? <laughs> and then I realized, oh, I haven't switched back over to the for you. Yeah. And, but yeah, that's the only time I'm really looking at my follow. That's, that's the thing. Creators. Like, like, um, because that, that feels like a, a switch back because like in general, in, in, in media perception for years, we had this, like, um, this, these, these, um, like policies and principles of like we, the TV or radio station or the newspaper or whatever are sending information or entertainment or whatever to you and you just consume it. You consume what right. we build, like the program we do. Then it switched to Facebook, Instagram, etc. You build your program. You choose what you see. Yeah. And now it's it feels like a switch back, but it's it's a also kind of a switch forward. Like it's because this for you page is the default mode. It goes from you choose who you follow and what you see to not we as a I don't know, as a redaction or a a team or, or whatever, choose what you see, but the 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 artificial intelligence mm -hmm. makes your program. Exactly. I think it's pretty genius. You know, it's they know so quickly what you want to see and what I've noticed, and this is just a conspiracy. I've, I've never looked at research on this, but I really think this could be true. I have a it's feeling. It's a crazy start for me. It's a, that's just a conspiracy. I think I, it's, yeah. <laughs> Hello I mean, to gonna... all on you, uh, flat earther, listeners, et cetera. <laughs> I think this is true. I really think this is true, but I have no, I've never tried to prove it, nor do I know. I never read anything about this, but I believe wholeheartedly that the app, adjusts what you enjoy seeing depending on the time of day. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's outside of their control because the algorithm is so good. So, 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 so good. And I will notice if I'm watching it regularly, like let's say I have a few days where I have a little more time than usual. That's what I tend to kill my time with now. And it's very unhealthy, I know, but it's, it, it is TikTok. And what I notice is that given like a certain time of the day, they will show me a certain type of content that tends to be like 20 to 40-year-old American guys who are doing sketch comedy or comedy bits and or a combination of clips of like Comedy Central shows and College Humor and Key and Peele. Like they will show me a lot of comedy stuff really in this specific niche, like this really specific department of comedy, they won't show me algorith algorithmically, they won't show me like necessarily a lot of off, like off brand humor for me. They, they wouldn't show me a comedian who I think is very like disgusting or weird or gross or nasty. They just show me what they know that I like. Cause I'll, I'll watch the whole video and be like, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then at a certain time of the day, I feel like it does switch and they'll show me almost primarily 
interesting music fact, music history, musicians. Like, what if this song from The Killers sounded like Al Green? And like, <laughs> you know, no, 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 no. <laughs> they do. Yeah, those like it'd be all this music stuff. And then, weirdly enough, if it's another certain time of day, it's a wave of like only. <sighs> And it's uh, maybe it's weird. Maybe it's something that I've lingered too long on in a sense, but they'll show me like only like pretty girls doing stupid stuff like a TikTok dance in a bikini. Mm -hmm. And it's really in these departments of time. I feel like late at night, I get the, uh, the like the girl department, which sometimes I am not trying to sit and stare at. I, I swipe through looking for where, where's the comedy bit? I want to see the comedy one. And then they'll mix it up a little bit if I skip like five or six in a row. But um, I really feel like midday is like these comedy people and then there'll be like afternoon will be a lot more music people for some reason. I guess they know musicians are sleeping in, getting up later, whatever, whatever. And then, yeah, late at night, if I'm up at two in the morning or three in the morning, they might show me just like more, it's not provocative stuff, but slightly more provocative than just some 30 year old guy making a Pizza Hut joke. <laughs> you know, and I really believe that they know. I really believe that they do that, but I, I've never tried to prove that. Yeah. Does it sound insane to you? I think it's reasonable. It's completely reasonable, but um um yeah, I could have made like like at least two jokes about why um <laughs> why TikTok <laughs> is showing you the bikini dancers at night, but um <laughs> yeah, of course, it's like the girls gone wild commercials. Of course. Of course, they know that guys are more likely to look at that stuff you know, late at night in the bed, whatever, whatever, if, yeah. you know, whatever, because men are dumb and that's what they do. But um, I think, I think they really know that. But um, you really got me because that's what I realized that now that I'm, I'm off social media, but still I, like I am on YouTube. That's one thing I can't get off. <laughs> um, and I'm back at that's these, too good, yeah. at these horrible <laughs> videos. Like after this video, you can't unhear the weirdest parts of the bass line of my guitar gently weeps by the Beatles or what if <laughs> I saw that one promoted on TikTok. <laughs> what if what if um Mr. Brightside was written by the dire straits or something like that. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the stuff, man. That's exactly and now I can YouTube tell you, has beta shorts. Now YouTube has shorts. Yeah. I can tell you every every song um is super funny if it would have been written by Dire Straits. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm down to hear. I'm down to hear "Gangsters Paradise" written by Dire Straits. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, but one thing I wanted to ask you about um, TikTok, etc., and general what you what you do at the moment, mostly because now you really like, in a way, you could say even if, like you said, like you had to face that being a musician cannot be the only thing that you do for a living, but still. Right you're you're earning most of your money with um like public performances in in a sense like right being on tiktok like being doing these videos for toman etc etc yeah Plus like your music, entertainment in some yeah. sense yeah um yeah but yeah but there's still like like a difference i feel like because like most of the stuff i do besides podcasts at the moment is like stuff behind the camera in an editing room etc and mm -hmm. most of the things you do is like your voice, your face, etc. And now that you're a dad, do you, I don't want to say worry or, but do you think about it in another way? Like, okay, what, what will your, your kids say when they're older and they see all these, <laughs> um, German words, <laughs> videos and, um, 
the uh, probably listen to this podcast or by the way if you do hello <laughs> hello from the past <laughs> <laughs> but did um, you ever did you ever think about this or think about it differently now I mean that's definitely a great question and I I almost feel bad that I don't have a great answer for it but but actually no like for for me it's um I'm not I'm not putting anything out that I think I could possibly find embarrassing in the future. Yeah, especially I mean of course because you're already show, embarrassed by it. Cuz I'm already embarrassed <laughs> of existing. No, but the like for example, I would never want to hold back this podcast from absolutely anybody in my family because it's it's just talking about like real life and I, and I enjoy that a lot. The stuff on 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 social media, I mean some stuff is very silly, but also some stuff can be kind of if you hit the right nerve and you get a sort of video that prompts something interesting or shows the slightest bit of vulnerability without without fishing for sympathy if if that makes sense, um then you can get something really interesting out of it. I think that's what people enjoy the most about these platforms is that it, you if you if you do just at the right moment in the right way show a little bit of your humanness in a video then you're kind of i mean that's why i think that's why people are so addicted to it because you you get this sort of human connection that you you know that lo- that lonely people need and i think um whether or not a video does well or not like especially these days i'm trying different kinds of videos just to keep it fun for myself and some of them don't do well at all like and then sometimes uh, i'll do something that i assume will work well and it and it does you know so um it just for me it's just fun to make uh, these videos and to make it clear i'm definitely not making money from from tiktok but i just got um little jobs out of it you can you know what i mean like yeah. i'm in the tiktok creator fund but <laughs> That's such a joke, dude. <laughs> it's such a joke. It's you have to you have to be like Kabi lame to make um you have to be Kabi to make money doing that. But or Charlie, what's Charlie? Whoever these people are, I don't know. No, no, no. Uh, a homeboy from our our last video episode showed you Kabi. Um, Maku. Uh. Ah, Maku the, showed you Kabi, the the black kid who does the videos where he's like just showing why people don't do something simpler. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. He okay. has like you know he has like I don't know how many hundreds of millions of followers, and every mm-hmm. one of his videos gets like you know seven hundred million views or something. So those, and I mean that's not even an exaggeration. It's like hundreds of millions of views, but that's the kind of people who can make money with the creators fund. But because of that. I, of course, I get like, you know, I can do a little beer commercial for our favorite beer company. I can do this little Toman stuff for YouTube and so on and so forth, you know. But um, no, I don't think just, man, I've really rambled on here. I, I know I don't think that um, having kids makes me question my social media presence um, any any differently than before because I, I don't think I was ever posting anything that my that I would be embarrassed for them to see. Cause I think it's just kind of a ver it's, it's a version of me, but it's a version that I don't think is, um, too different from the real guy. It's like mm-hmm. silly, <clears throat> silly kind of cutesy trying to make someone smile or make them roll their eyes, whatever. That's the same thing I do. Every time I talk to somebody, they either roll their <laughs> eyes or they laugh, <laughs> you know, it's, no, it's either it's, like, come on Jordan. Or it's like, ah, ha, 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 you know, <laughs> I think that's what the videos do. 
But yeah, no, it's a really it's a really good question. And that's um Yeah, but that that's a cool thing and I yeah, I just think like that something you do really really good and I just realized that with your social media um like output um like what you just said, it's just like just like conversations with you um in reality um that um Because that's something that I thought so much about when I still was on social media and I didn't find an answer for it. And that was probably also one of the reasons why I left. And what you do perfectly, I think, is like give the people on the Internet an honest impression about who you are and what your humor is and Mm. showing them, like, to put it in one sentence, like showing them your life without showing them your life. Yeah, oh, that's you know what good. I mean? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, and that's something that's, thanks. I, I find super interesting because, um, yeah, you think about it, like what, what private things you want to show, you don't want to show on, on social media. Like it, it definitely, I think as well, another story when you have kids, like, do you want to have your kids on your social media, et cetera, or not? Um, right. And right. That was a conversation. That was a conversation I had with my with my mom who who just left yesterday. But it, like the first week or so, she came. She was um, like genuinely confused why I hadn't put any posts up. You know, no. she was like, "Why don't why, you know?" And it's, it's nothing on her. It's just a, you know, just a different. She just lives with a different group of uh, people. But you know, from her side of things, it's like, "Well, why don't you put anything up? I'd love to share pictures with your aunts and with your uncles and with your whatever, whatever, whatever your cousins and." I was like, oh, well, you know, you can share them anything on a message. Like, I'll send you yeah. a bulk of photos to text them, but we just don't want we just don't want anything online. And then you, as opposed to that, I have a few friends, like, and nothing on them either. It's just their choice. But I have a few friends who pretty much since, like, day one of having their kid, um, like, you know, hospital pictures with, like, the sweaty mother and, like, the bundled mm-hmm. up little alien thing, um, <laughs> like, straight up on the internet uh, no. immediately. And... That's what they want to do, and I think that's probably how they view the easiest connection to their closest people, um, and that's and that's cool. But it's just, yeah, it's not what we wanted to do. And I think for me, it, for me, the only thing that I want to have online is either something that has a purpose, whether that be educational, completely ridiculous stuff to make you laugh, or promotion. Hmm. That'd be the only three reasons I could imagine posting anything. Um, and so I try to keep to that rule, like, okay, here's an, here's a word or a phrase I learned that I didn't know. And you're probably an expat like me. Let's make fun of this word. Let's learn it. And then another one being like, here's just a stupid video. Ha ha ha. I hope your Monday doesn't suck so much anymore. And then the third one being like, Hey, I actually have a concert. If you want to see it, come to this place or go listen to my, to my radio show or listen to the new podcast. Like, um, so I try to keep, it's a, it's a loose rule, but I try to keep just like, what am I doing on there? Making someone laugh, talking about something that I find interesting or promoting something. And otherwise, because you said, you said it so well, like showing a part of your life without showing your whole life. I think that's how you, showing your life without showing your, too much of your life, you know? No. And that's, that's a lot of me and it's, it is, it's a big part of me, but it's not the the part of me that people see you know, in, in my living room, in, in my boxers at 10 p.m. on a Tuesday night, exhausted with, with family, you know, because that's just <laughs> mine. 
<laughs> I just pictured the scenario. <laughs> <laughs> just sweaty, stinky, like a shirt with with vomit on it. Yeah, you know, one I, sock on. <laughs> but then I pictured like your 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 family, like your parents who have just visited you, and and I don't know, your wife is sort of all sitting dressed up at the dinner table, and it's like just you next <laughs> just to them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, <laughs> Is that, is that more mashed potatoes? Can I get that? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. That's that's the part that I um that I, I keep just just for me <laughs> and my family, my poor family. <laughs> yeah, and that's a that's a that's a that's a, a difficult um task, like to to find some form of 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 separation there. And I I think it is a huge huge problem that many people don't think about that at all and like that's that's a problem because we talk about so much like um like boomers having like <laughs> getting caught on social media for i don't know conspiracy th theories etc and for me it often starts yeah. with the with the with the the thing that many people or for many people especially people that are yeah i would say like from my experience and what i saw from my relatives etc like people between i don't know 40 and 70 or whatever. Yeah. For many people, Facebook, for example, like the classic blue Facebook is still <laughs> something just, just like you, you, your mom said, like a platform to share um, private content with your friends and family. Yeah. And that's it. That's what they see it. Yeah. A lot of people see it like And that. that's a horrible misunderstanding in 2021 totally. for me. I think it. I think it is a misunderstanding. I think it's a that they've lied very well to to those family and friends to make them think that that's what it is. Because mm. all of that data and all that information and all that privacy that you think you have using Facebook is a complete illusion. No, it's really, really, really. I think it's a. I, I don't want to say a dangerous. No, it can be a very dangerous place for information. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. And it's proven that time and time again. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg's. I mean, it was, it was a a, a bust of a trial. But you sent me the great bad lip reading <laughs> video. But I mean, it might as well have actually happened that way. It might as well have actually been a bad lip reading video because it was so lame. They just were like, "Now tell me about when y'all take my cookies. When, when I, I have to take your cookies, who's baking the cookies? It doesn't. It's just like, why did they even ask him anything? You know." Um, yeah, by the way, I think we have to 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 link that um, the bad lip reading. Yeah, because I, I don't know, like this this interrogation already has been like three or four years ago, but I just saw it last week and I had to send it to you because it's one of the best bad lip reading videos I ever saw. Yeah, that's definitely that's <laughs> that's up there with like some of the NBA ones they used to do. Yeah, that is so good, man, so good. Crazy. Yeah, that's things. cool. Oh, and like a cool little update. So the the Tolman job starts this week. It should have started today, but we had a um, little setback um, here at the house. But all's good. And then, so it'll start tomorrow, whatever. Um, and then, what's cool about this this TV show thing? So the TV show is called Wrong, and it's gonna go to the. Oh man, what's it called? Oh, it's the screen. It's like this. Oh, a fan fan Zaria. Right? No, that's that's TV series. No, it's the Oh, Zarian Festival? Could uh, be. You know what, 
What you do you know mean? What I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. Hold on, hold on. It's the. Oh man, I sound so stupid right now. I'm trying to. It's sound the Emmys. Zaddy and Kemp. <laughs> Zaddy and Kemp. Oh, that's it. That's it. Zaddy and Kemp 2021. Yes, it's a festival. Yes. Okay. So this show that I'm doing the theme song for, uh, which actually I just finished the final demo draft. So what it means what now what it means now is I can take that to um the studio with our friend Tim and um finish the job for real. So it took me a lot of a lot of work, but I, I I'm really, really happy with the with the um final draft that they chose. And guess what they can you'll we never have a guess what clip they, there? A little clip? A tiny impression? Uh, let me wait one more one one more week, I think. Okay. Let me just wait one more week because the even the even the head producers haven't officially officially said that this is where how they want to go with it. But what's funny is I did like three different original demos for this title song based on conversations with the director and watching some of the episodes and getting a vibe and looking at the temp tracks that he put in and stuff. And I made this three original ideas and was like, you know, do you want to pick a favorite? And then eventually he was like, you know, I like this one. And we went kind of far with that one idea. And then he was like, you know, I just, I kind of think that your song Smiling would be uh, something that would fit. And that really (laughs) threw me by surprise because I was like, okay, we never talked about licensing one of my songs. We talked about making something original and, so I was kind of, kind of not frustrated, but a little flustered. Like, okay, well, do I start no. from scratch or whatever? And so he just got so excited, and we just moved so fast with it that basically what's happened now is I've made, uh, it, it, with with a lot of help from Tim, I've made a new version of Smiling that for the title song will be like thirty seconds long, mm-hmm. but that when we go to the studio, we'll make the whole new song and release it kind of like the Rembrandts released the Friends theme song. Mm-hmm. And just release a new version of of Smiling, which is like <laughs> triple as fast, and it's kind of rock and rolly. Okay, and the drum beat's like cat 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 cat, and it's really like this rocky, dirty Telecaster, big harmonies song. And dude, I really I love Something it for our next live performances. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can absolutely do it like that. What I was trying to say at the beginning of this before I went on and on was that the series is called Wrong and it's going to be in, I think, this year's... Let me see if there's if the pitch pull. It's going to be in this year's Zadian Camp, which I don't know if you know what that is. It's a um, series, series camp is like a TV show festival where they pitch... Um, they pitch new shows and screen episodes and give like awards and, you know, agencies and, and producers and people see them and you can, you can win, you know, you can win some, uh, nice awards there. So that's really cool because that means if it gets to play there, then it means that the theme song will be heard, um, by a lot of people, which is really exciting. That's nice. That's great news. Just looking if it's on this homepage. I might have wasted a lot of time talking about this. I thought it was going to be easy to easier to find, but <laughs> I don't know. Like for example, in the watch room, there's going to be like surviving R. Kelly, like that big um, that big documentary mm-hmm. about him, and Reservation Dogs, the new uh, um, 
what's the director? I can't remember. That's also a really good movie or series. There's a few really, really cool things there. And yes, for the screenwriting, I believe they're going to have this show. So anyway. Nice. For people who are into that. And big congratulations to our um, longtime listener, Moritz Binder, because I don't know if you knew this, Mr. Bat, but a few nights ago, last Sunday, our friend Moritz and his wife, Johanna, just had their own tatort. It was theirs? It was theirs. Okay, because I only read... I haven't seen it yet. I only read um, um, an article about it in a newspaper that was, like, pretty positive. Dude. And I was like, okay, Dude. I gotta see that one because I haven't seen Tarot in months. Dude. But it's nice. Congratulations, Moritz. It's called Dreams. He wrote it with his wife. Uh, she also had another Tarot, her own, from the week before with someone else. And... You know, I think it was, he posted something like 8.6 million people watched it and the critics gave it a good review and I'm really blown away and proud that, you know, I'm friends with someone who wrote. Have you seen it yet? Uh, it's in, it's in our, we have the tab open for the media tech. We're supposed to watch it tonight. Nice. Yeah. So I'm really pumped about it and uh, yeah, congratulations again. And I'm really proud to know someone who did something like that. That's a huge deal. Yeah. Crazy. That's like one of the one of the last things on on TV that really reaches millions of people. It's so cool. I, like, and I think that's we've also talked about this German entertainment problem before. And I think it's it's people like that getting into really established series like Tatort, um, who have a chance of changing the game and opening that door mm. into better and better and better content here in Germany. Nice, dude. Um, well, I think we can just wrap it up with that. I just yes, want to I got one, one and... point for, for the end of this episode. Yeah, hit me. Because when you sent me a voice memo a few days ago, I think I can talk about this. You got to do this German test in February. Yes. And um, Yeah, by February, like before the end of February. Okay, because I just did the math and... Somewhere in February, um, um, we'll see when exactly when we know if if we do a Christmas break or whatever. It will be also our one hundredth episode, and so I thought this is my chance wow. when because you also got to do your B one test by February. What about doing the one hundredth episode, like as a progression as an immigrant, the one hundredth episode in German? <laughs> you son of a bitch probably uh, to give you a little extra motivation for the for the test <laughs> um okay well here's some ground rules we we uh we we set a, an amount of time you know i i don't think we, I, we can do an hour with you talking to a five-year-old child <laughs> um we say we maybe do like 25 or 30 minutes German and then the rest in English. Would that be all right? Yeah, I think I think I also got more ideas what we could bring in for our um, 100 episode. And we say that we maybe we have to be in person. Yeah. Uh, it could be remotely, could be here. And we have to uh, be able to drink some alcohol. Deal. We have to celebrate that show. And... It'd be cool if we can bring some sound effects for that one. We, we can plan it. We have some time. Yes, sir. 
Nice, dude. Excellent. Um, well, let's, yeah, let's aim for that. Okay. Damn it. All right. Let's try it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice, buddy. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. And we hope you really enjoyed it. We're going to be back next week. See you then. Bye bye. Look out, baby. The Saints are coming through. And it's all over now. Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.